just to kind of get to the swing of things. How are things going with you? I've lost the will to live. I've got no soul. So you know, every other Saturday. <laughs> is it still Saturday? Yeah, like it must be. I feel better. I feel. Be- I feel better on the Lord's Day. You know. It's a couple hours away. <laughs> <laughs> All the bridges were really packed with people, so I couldn't jump off of it without ruining somebody's day. You know, if God takes a holiday, I might as well take a holiday from my problems. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, just to set the landscape, 2006 YouTube. Um, back in the days, you kind of remember vaguely, I'm sure, uh, Wild West, anything was possible because this is made mainly of like dance videos, 80s cartoon uploads, things like that. You know, anybody could upload anything because no one was getting sued yet. Pretty fun time back in the day. Um, vast majority of the most popular videos were usually things that were like satire or what they thought was satire. It's usually just like people screaming at the camera and then saying like, hey, I was just kidding. Um, regular users uploading their thoughts a lot. Just the extension of what we had back then, things like Live Journal and Etsy, or not Etsy, um, Easy Journal and stuff like that. Just everybody just recording and basically reading as they went. Yeah, I'm surprised that blog was is still a term that people know today. I thought, you know, writing an online journal would have been gone by now. You know, <laughs> you underestimate the ever like every generation has guys like me and you who like. We believe our thoughts are so incredibly important that we have to log it to ourselves. And you know, and you save everything just in case someday you do make it and you die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, then you could be like, oh hey, um, you know, I heard there was a Brett Baker and we found a brilliant essay next to his body. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But it's yeah, that I, I I was one hundred percent the dude who was saving shit from like way back, like you know freshman year sophomore year of high school thinking someday it's going to be like not worth something but someday the whatever brilliant thing i had usually about how much i hated jocks would come (laughs) in handy in the future never fucking did your blog was a lot like batman you know like one day my enemies will share my dread (laughs) (laughs) bats scare me Jocks, yeah, 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 just over and over and over again, <laughs> and then for some reason, just the Metallica logo. <laughs> you know, people were putting on movies, people on TV, bravely putting themselves on Front Street. Um, just like you were saying, they were blogs, they were a little better. Uh, each one had like a very specific audience in mind. I don't know if you remember back in the day, but basically, there was no like cleverness it was this is my this is my video about how much i hate dad and then there'd be like <laughs> 10 parts about and there would be like no like oh, okay this is actually about something else no no i just hate dad for three hours i miss that shit honestly um it, back then i got enough notoriety that there was this quaint little article in the new york times in, 20, in 2006 where they basically described the phenomenon as skinny guys with moppy hair and modest houses with loud adolescent messages if that's isn't not they, me and fucking you, I don't isn't know. Isn't that how they described the Beatles at one point in time? <laughs> <laughs> that's how the New York Times described everybody. Weird. I'm, you know, now that I've now that I've Googled that phrase, they describe the Taliban that way. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Putin. Um, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we're here to talk about game life. Game life was one of, if not the first major video game review website or review video site basically um 
they did it before everybody else. Uh, they started off as basically filmed in a basement in Boston by one dude and his best friend. Uh, episode one introduced the host and the leader of the game life crew. You kind of saw him really quick. He's this kind of chubby, bespectacled, you know, uh, bespectacled uh, dude named Andrew Rosenblum. Uh, Rosenblum is what happens when a my- marshmallow gets microwaved and it just expands triple in size <laughs> and it's it and he's he's great i love that he's the host because there's no other place where that dude goes i'm going to be the guy in front of the camera i'm gonna I am be the, the guy. leader <laughs> that's the thing and you see that through his eyes he is sweating in anticipation with every syllable he's about to say and it's 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 incredible like anything really complicated like ocarina of time you see him just pouring sheets of sweat and he's shaking but he gets through it and when he, if he gets through it i get through it you know what i mean i right. love that man um not being, making fun of him me and you were both drama nerds in high school we were on stage a lot honestly if we had half that kind of confidence we'd probably be doing something cool as a living quite frankly um no we just we just found ourselves at the coffee shop you know well, yeah, at the coffee shop, surrounded by other people just like us who really, truly believe that our live journal was special. <laughs> just typing into a laptop uh, and, and looking for anyone with a printer. <laughs> well, to be fair, I had the laptop. Um, everybody else had pen and paper, with the exception of our friend Arhel Brown, rest in peace. Um, by his side, his version of Arhel Brown, his version of the hipster best friend, uh, is a guy named Alex Lazar. Alex Lazar, you didn't. I don't know if you saw his his picture. Very thin, very skeletal guy. Um, he he loves standing next to Andrew because the only place he ever feels comfortable. That thin veneer of cotton from his Hollister sweater is the only thing separating him from like madly passionately kissing Andrew Rosenblum. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he's you can tell he will lose oxygen if you separate them from the room. And and then and I love him too because I've been that guy who I'm like. I will have a lot of strength and confidence if one of my friends is standing next to me. You know, if, the, if they're gone, I cannot breathe. <laughs> so I've, I've done that dude a million times, and that's who he is. Uh, those first episodes, they're both scared. They're both nervous sounding. But there's also kind of an excitement. And I don't know. Obviously, you've never heard of them. Uh, they were introduced to me, to me from MTV. MTV originally plucked these guys out of obscurity, said, you guys are going to be the face of who we consider to be nerds and they're not wrong um who are gonna know about video games and give us some um, i guess wait like the actual mtv or like mtv2 or mtv you know how mtv you know during the oh uh, well know. i mean it's i mean it's still mtv it's mtv the ocho uh no it's uh it's it was mtv2 <laughs> they were but you know what i mean like it's it's still mtv you could still slap the shit on a resume fuck you baker well, no, I mean, oh. I mean, there was the like the main channel, and they knew that only you know preteen, pregnant moms were watching MTV One, and then MTV Two was kind of for you and me, dorks, you know. <laughs> He's obviously on MTV Two for me and you. MTV Two had wonder shows, and <laughs> yeah, that's why and, I watched. And they that. had what would eventually be an almost school shooter. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So first episode, you can see Andrew just starting to come out on his own, just like we were saying, behind his eyes, that fear, that panic, that excitement. He talks basically throughout the entire episode, pretty much separating himself as this is going to be my show. 
um, Andrew, or excuse me, Alex Lazar has what they call that. Then they never saw him again. Look, you know, they, that, that little <laughs> wistful, like thing at the end of every um, unsolved mysteries, you know, now by the bell, Saved by the bell, you know, no. at the end of the Sandlot, he's the one who got lost into the 60s and nobody All ever right. saw him again. He's that guy. It, it's Bertram. not so much Mel yeah. Carton as it is that almost like he was a dream. <laughs> like, right. you know, like, like I had a friend once, I think, and I think his name was Alex. Um, he, he's that guy. Um, I'm sure his driver's license, he looks like a normal dude. But when you watch him play his Nintendo DS while like cradling himself for warmth, he reminds me of a lot of those disappearing kids. He does. Um, I don't know how he survives in this world, other than the fact he's probably a millionaire by now. So he's wait to this day. So I mean, that's that's kind of a win in this situation. I, I hope. You know what? Here's the thing about Alex. His destiny to me, man, is that he was going to be a half remembered story you tell your kids to warn them about talking to strangers. Like, oh. he's going to be the thing where, like, you're going to add in other, like, stories you have to remember about serial killers and witches and shit and be like, here's why you don't, you know, accept candy from people you don't know. You will disappear like that. As it just, it is what it is. I'm sorry. He's gone. Um, he's just up, talking to me like up. I'm in the hospital. We did everything we could. <laughs> That's a good thing. He disappeared. We did everything we could. I like the way you said that. Uh, when you rewatch the first and second episodes, they're basically filmed on the handheld camera. Everything is shaking. And that's because Andrew and his infinite wisdom in the beginning had Alex, the skinniest, weakest host, to hold the camera. Now, third episode or so, they get another guy who is this beanstalk ogre named David Cohen. David was definitely the brute of the team. He was he brought a special energy. I don't know if you'd really call it like a stabilizing energy. You could tell like he really wanted to do well, but it balanced the crazy dictatory Andrew, the constantly shaking Chihuahua Alex, and here you have Ogre, you know, I'm biting the heads off chicken, uh, David so, Cohen. So could you say he brought a jolly energy? Eh? I don't know if it's I don't know if it's so much a jolly man as it is he knew he'd kick both their asses and just take the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But he also needed somebody to open doors for him. We'll just we'll throw it that way. Okay. Um, no lighting whatsoever in any of these episodes. So when Andrew talks about like game graphics and mentions anything specific, like the color of a character's outfit or anything like that, all you see is this gray void where the graphics are supposed to be. <laughs> and there's something kind of nice about that since early YouTube video coding was hard and these are old school like digital cameras there's no editing so like it's just blackness and shaking and fear and you recognize words like zelda and you if you're if you're me you fucking love it um everything is in because you can't delete anything so everything is gold and hot garbage at the same time (laughs) there's no distinguishing corn from cob is what i'm saying you swallow the whole fucking thing it's charming god i Um, hate corn I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, personally for me, they became viral because of guys like me. And and part of the reason they became viral because of guys like me is because I loved the fact that they're the nerds that, for the grace of God, me and maybe even you could have been. You know what I mean? Like they they were the the nerds that if we didn't discover beer and cigarettes, we could have easily been them trying to put on shows for our own little handheld cameras uh, even before you do. (laughs) What did, what did we have that made us different? What, you know, dignity. what did we have? We had a little, no, 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 for real, what we had was a little thing called shame. 
Um, <laughs> neither me or you would ever put ourselves out in public to talk about Code Veronica or Metal Gear Sons of Liberty. We're just, we could never fucking do it. These guys could, at least these first three. It's it's called Guns of the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? I don't remember. The only thing I know, man, is Andrew's body looks like he was trapped inside of a 1970s homemade robot costume with like <laughs> using springs and stuff that just come out of a cardboard body. That's him. Um, after the first couple episodes, game life became pretty popular, quite frankly. The, they began to receive audition tapes from other game reviewing sites. Everybody's trying to get in, trying to get in, trying to get in. Some of the cats that applied were actually some pretty famous dudes, um, guys who ended up starting uh, different gaming companies. They were, they'd rejected Screw Attack. They, they literally, so here are guys who are on the, obviously were going to become big in their own right, um, where they rejected them and they took on two other personalities who had their own little YouTube shows. One guy, very spastic dude, um, crazy energy a guy named jeff mendocino and then melissa whose last name i cannot find for the life of me for a good reason who was like the first i didn't know how far back this went but she was the first instance of girl plays game girl plays obscure games girls good at games internet decides that she's terrible i I don't know what that is and she's the first person i've ever seen and this is 2006 and she's and you're sitting here play like um, like those Japanese drum games, things that back then you'd have to import. And she's talking about that stuff. And in her, in those same like YouTubes at the time, people were just all over the place saying like, you you can't really play games. Oh, you're just there because you're pretty. It's It was fucked up back then. You know what I mean? It, I mean, it's nuts. That's ridiculous, so, man. It's like it's anchor man, not anchor lady. <laughs> so this spastic motherfucker who looks like he's masturbating in front of Contra, that's Jeff. He's punching the air. He ha- his hair is all fucked up. He's crazy skinny. There's a part of him where he has a fake nosebleed. You know what I mean? Okay, that's disturbing. And they look at him and they go, "You, you are our guy. You're coming to game life with us." Very adorable. Really good gamer, plays stuff you've never seen before. I mean, this stuff is expensive, you know. The the Japanese drumming stuff, that stuff that you couldn't just get. This is pre guard guitar hero and stuff like that. Um, obviously, she should be destroyed. Clearly, <laughs> she knows uh, too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She can't be pretty and have an elect, you know, and have electricity. <laughs> so by the fourth episode, they are now five game live hosts. They get flown to E three. by electronic gaming monthly to conduct interviews and provide commentary i had a subscription for egm i had a subscription too it was the it was a magic moment because me and you are sad (laughs) (laughs) i remember every egm april fools i remember like my favorite covers i remember having i remember reading that shit so often that the covers would break off and i would restaple them like, oh god! <laughs> right, dude. The first one I had was uh, on the cover was Cloud. It was a Final Fantasy VII issue. I, I would love to tell you the first one. I, I don't remember, um, but it was the. That's how far back it went. Like, but yeah, I remember but Final Fantasy VII is the first one I had. I'm like Jesus. Oh, well, I had I didn't um, subscribe to Game Pro, but I don't know if you remember Game Pro. Oh yeah, I remember I Game Pro. Yeah. So that was obviously they they had their own like um, somebody would hand illustrate their stuff. And 
I remember EGM came out and GamePro had like whatever. My EGM had like this slick Mortal Kombat thing. And I'm like, oh, that's like GamePro's for babies. I'm going for EGM with Arrow the Acrobat. On the cover jumping through a cannon. Because that's for, for young adults like me. <laughs> so well, well, GamePro was smaller, much smaller. It only had a certain amount of pages. I remember EGM was like double the size. So it's like, well, I can read a Game Pro in like freaking in a grocery store hella fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or wherever yeah, I was, yeah. you know, I can read that shit quick. I'm not going to pay twelve bucks a month for that. You know? Exactly. Or get, or get my parents to pay that much. You know, it's like parents are going to be like, oh, well, we want an actual thick fucking magazine. We're not going to just buy you a seven page Game Pro. <laughs> Every you month, know, you know, people forget, but that shit was expensive back then. It was like eight dollars. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't dawn on me until years later, but like, you know, paying like I don't know, let's say it was like six. That's a shit ton of money for a magazine that you just flip through in like twenty minutes. Remember when information, as nerdy as it was, cost a lot of money? <laughs> no, no bullshit. I had a paper route, and I remember, I remember having to rubber band papers at like four in the morning before i could hand them out and on my bicycle and i look back on it now and i know a lot of people get wistful for this shit i don't care fuck that that shit sucked it sucked then (laughs) (laughs) i I know people like the tactile touch of reading their news and i know people get mad because in this 24-hour news cycle like we were constantly getting bad information but fuck that (laughs) No, I'm not even kidding. Dude, I was um, watching uh, AI. Remember that? Just that really horrible Spielberg movie because it was a Stanley Kubrick movie that Spielberg Kubrick died. Yeah, That's Kubrick funny. died, but Spielberg still wanted to make it anyway, and it just didn't work because it's not his vision, you know. But there's a line in it where Jude Law, you know, the, he was like the sex robot. He says, "There's nothing more expensive in this world than information," and I. That line has always stayed with me because it's like now I could be sitting in my underwear at three o'clock in the morning and I can type in, why do farts smell? And now and now I know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I can literally be sitting in my underwear going, man, I remember Game Pro like reviewing Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis higher than I thought they did. And then I go into their electronic archives and I'm right. And then I cheer myself. For being right, having a memory I had 20 years ago. Not oh. nearly as satisfying as you think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I would love to get back on track. They, they uh, EGM, you know, they, they go ahead. They pay for them to go to E3. They go, here are five dudes. They're getting popular on YouTube. And it's the first time they all meet in person. It's incredibly smooth, surprising. Everybody's distinct personality gels in a cohesive unit bonded by their unique talents. I'm fucking with you, man. Check this shit out. (laughs) Yeah, guys. What's going on? This is Jeff Mendocino. I am in Los Angeles E3 right now. My mom brought me to Disneyland, but I'm over here because I beat it all. I beat it all, and now I'm here at E3. Well, that's my E3 interview. And now, let's go back to Andrew and the rest of them, back in the gamers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, we're here, too. And look, look, there's Melissa over there, too. Hi, guys. 
Well, I guess since the whole gang's here, let's all go film some stuff, and you can watch this special edition of Game Life at E3. Jesus. Don't tell me that's not beautiful. Alex and his goon David are right behind him and are completely caught off guard by the mere presence of Melissa. And it's beautiful because Melissa is a normal human being. She just simply uh, and cheerfully says, hi, guys. And everybody but Jeff, the only man at E3 who clearly fucks, immediately turns away without greeting her. (laughs) We don't make eye contact whatsoever. And Alex does what was my patented move, of staring at the floor and staring at his own rubbing hands in a quiet prayer. <laughs> the only thing I could think was, Melissa, what are you doing here? <laughs> True to form, just bites the head off a chicken. <laughs> so like it's 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 brilliant. I've I've seen that scene a half a dozen times, and it gets better every time. If you go back, check out Andrew, and he, he does not know what to do, not with his hands. I get when you don't know how, what to do with your hands. He doesn't know what to do with his entire terrible frame. <laughs> so, obviously, if you do have the chance, ma'am, watch the entire thing. It's 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 long. It's like maybe a half. Oh, there it is. It's 35 minutes. It's, it's a little too long, but it gets goofier, and it gets goofier. You threaten me with a with a good time. <laughs> it's also kind of a glimpse to be real. Through, is what makes them um, so compelling to me way back then, because uh, I watched everything in between getting drunk with you guys. So like it's literally like. And the, here's the thing: my quiet shame. Nowadays, I'd be like, dude, you got to check out this fucking thing called Game Life. It's so fucked up. Back then, I'm like, there is no way in hell I'm telling anybody I've seen this. <laughs> so. How times change, you know? Oh, my God. I have Nickelback. I've I've downloaded some before. (laughs) Who cares, you know? I re-downloaded $3 bill, y'all. You know what I mean? I re-downloaded a Limp Bizkit CD just to listen to two songs. Great fucking Um, album, I'm going to tell you. Great album. Better than you remember, honestly. Um, So Alex, David, and Andrew are still fun to watch. They represent that hopeful nerd culture. Um, Jeff is this huge ball of energy the whole time. And Melissa is the only person, not no bullshit, who can legitimately conduct an actual interview. The very thing e- E3, or excuse me, EGM flew them out to do. She's the only one who can do it. Uh, it's They're great. There's an alternate universe of game life where they all eventually become outside of Xbox or something like that. Obviously, they can't. And you'll find out why. Uh, Melissa interviewed uh, the Devil's Reject era Danny Trejo. And the rest of the wow. game life crew are just kind of doing their own thing, and it's it's funny, it's nerdy, it's everything you think it's going to be. Um, the downside is this is probably their height. Andrew oh. makes this classic mistake that a lot of early YouTubers do. Um, he kind of knew he had get all this hype going on. He knew he was going to get all this market. I mean, he's, he's a nerd. He's planning a thousand steps ahead, not really enjoying the moment. Um, he didn't really have any of the mo- money or knowledge to get there. He just knew he wanted to get there, right? More power to him. Given those circumstances, though, you would think someone would want to stop and kind of hone their craft a little bit, kind of learn how to do a fucking interview with not, without sweating through it. Uh, <laughs> not that guy. Not that guy. A- Andrew was not the dude who was going to fake it till he made it. You know what I mean? Um, somewhere in 2006, towards the end, MTV Context Game Life offers them a uh, basically minute-long sections in MTV2 that they call – okay, so I'm going to let you guess. They're called Game Life. It's MTV2. What would you call them in the 
earliest 2000s to give them an extreme MTV sounding name? Uh, just, just take a guess. Uh, this is your nerd minute. No, <laughs> way too classy. Try way again. too classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this is the early 2000s, so we haven't got 2006, 2007. Yeah, so we haven't gotten PC yet. No, um, no, we're still kind of BX2. You know, we're still kind of saying suck it, but Shawn Michaels isn't doing the X anymore. Okay, homos with controllers. Ooh, close. Oh, I mean. <laughs> And that's it, that's not me it. saying that, but that's that's no, no, no. the culture they at the time. It, <laughs> they called it the G hole. Oh my god! You were so close. MTV oh obviously wants to gain your money, but wants to remind the community that you're watching lame nerds. <laughs> you haven't quite gotten there yet, but that's a really good fucking guess. Um, it probably these... exists, you know, oh, or sure. existed. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully past tense it's gone you know? well here's the thing i mean obviously the g-hole doesn't exist anymore but at the time it was one of the first web shows to ever go from youtube to mainstream tv like it, it was not it, it nowadays it would be a huge deal back then it was just like fuck it just pull these five losers and throw them on television so this time period believe it or not gave Andrew, our fearless leader, a lot of stress. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and his vision for gamer life, uh, excuse me, for his vision for game life kind of got a little wonky. Um, in, tw- in 2018, uh, Jeff Mendocino did an interview and he basically said that Andrew wanted to take the show from where it was, this kind of fun, purposely amateur show with friends into a, like a higher production value, almost like a corporate show, which is not who he is at all. Like you have spastic Jeff, you have Goon David, you have Melissa, the only one who could conceivably actually do a real show. You have Alex, who's going to disappear. <laughs> and then you have <laughs> Andrew, who is maniacal, but nerd maniacal. You know what I mean? But this is not mainstream TV. Um, I just love that. Vanish, vanish is eminent. <laughs> well, here's the thing. At its best, you, prob- you might have gotten like a very low-rent version of X-Play. You know what I mean? You might have, and that's that's if you reined everybody in and you replaced three of the five. <laughs> yeah, but, but X Play was a low rate version of X Play. Not surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> Andrew fought David. Believe it or not, he fought the goon, and David quit very briefly. David, from what I've seen, has never really contacted or never really given an interview about his time on the show. He just kind of. One, he probably can't string words together. But but two, um, it wouldn't surprise me if David felt loyalty to his best friend. His best friend kind of threw him out. You know what I mean? Like that's that that's gotta hurt even back then. Yeah. Um, Andrew fought Jeff too. Jeff, who at the time was sixteen, was still in high school. I mean, he looks like a spastic friend we have. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's because he was. So like he's still in high school. He he want he's working a normal gig. He wants to be a teenager. He does not give a shit about youtube none of this was none of this was money in his eyes he just wanted to have fun didn't want to devote every waking moment to some goofy video game show he had you know he was he unsurprisingly quit too um having no other ties to video games at all at that time um never returned back to game life andrew's ambitions um, were delusional obviously for the level of ability he had at the time by episode 10 these guys got 10 fucking episodes andrew attempted to send two teams of two different people to launch console parties 
And this is like the very beginning of the nerd culture acceptance. So the crowds are getting big. Like it's no longer like, you know, just industry dudes going to E3. These are like just dude bros slowly starting to come out. You know, all the lights were like blue or red. They were filled with people wearing like multiple layers because it's 2006. So nobody was having any fun, but everybody's like pretending that they're impressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. By like random thing. Um, but it was it was cool at the time. I saw one video where a guy had a Pantera hat on at the Wii launch, and I'm just like, "There's no way that guy knows what Nintendo is. There's no <laughs> fucking way. Nor would a guy in a Pantera hat that doesn't even fit him be interested in the Wii." But it, it is what it is. He 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 probably had a PS2. Let's let's be honest here. <laughs> he probably he, he got had it for a Call of Duty, Genesis, yeah. and he only played Sonic. <laughs> I mean, somebody told them that there were $5 shots of Jägermeister. And there he went. Um, so a- Andrew obviously sends two different teams. Uh, one team consisted of the remaining game live host, uh, David, Alex, and Andrew. And the other consisted only of Melissa because she's a girl. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why, right? The only female they send by herself because gross. <laughs> So, but that's that's kind of a, a link into his ego. You just did E3 2006 as a unit. You proved to be so popular as this five-man team that MTV gives you a legitimate spot on MTV too, but it's still a spot. And your first decision is to tell the only person who is actually good at interviewing without hyperventilating into a microphone to go fuck off by themselves. <laughs> it's, I don't, I don't even understand that. It's, it's, that's, that's bad ego, obviously. Well, what happened with like, I mean, you'd think that these guys, I mean, doing business with, uh, you know, a, a TV cable channel, you know, they would be a, given an agent or somebody who's going to tell them what they need to do to, you know, at least maintain a one season partnership with, with MTV, you know? <laughs> You forget how nerd egos work. It's it's Andrew going, I have this vision and the vision is me. Right. The vision doesn't really need David, Alex, Melissa, or Jeff. So now that David half quit and came back and Jeff full quit, I don't need them. So if you've got that mentality of the I'm the smartest person in the room, the only person smarter than me is me, why would you listen to an MTV agent who doesn't even know what your show is? You know what I mean? Crikey. It's a kind of it's 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 that special le- level of like there cannot possibly be anybody who can figure this out if I haven't figured it out. Oh, Evey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and you understand? Yeah, you get it. You, everybody knows that guy for sure. Yeah. Um, and then to add to the miscalculation, Andrew didn't know how to check his sound equipment, or just from the exact same kind of personality reason we just talked about. For some reason, decided to tie his camera to a kite and let David throw it as far as he could because he's a goon. <laughs> but every section featured the game life crew in this like headache inducing. I don't want to even play it. It's headache inducing. The sound is terrible. Everything is flying way too fast. Um, and then instead of taking these errors into like consideration the way like a normal person would, uh, Andrew doubled down. He got himself a girlfriend again. Gross. And wait, then, wait a minute. Where who was the first girlfriend he had? Oh, I, I mean, his first girlfriend was Game Life. His second <laughs> girlfriend was a real girl that he met for real. Who <laughs> tolerated him for three dates 
and then somewhere along the lines realized she could fuck much higher than the host of a one-minute G-hole show and kicked him to the curb. So, again, taking what you will about Andrew, everything you've thought about this to this point, under the neckbeard code, she had to die for being a whore. <laughs> April 16th, 2007, the same night of the Virginia Tech shootings, Andrew Rosenblum wrote an email to this ex-girlfriend. No correlation, I hope. Oh, oh <laughs> of, here's the thing. Of three dates, right? Ex-girlfriend of three dates. Uh, essentially, like one Danny Trejo movie and like two early lunches in a well-lit place if she's smart. Andrew was also a student at Boston University at the time. So huge university. Everybody's very sensitive because a dude at Virginia Tech, a neckbeard, so to speak, shot up a bunch of people. On a very large campus, yeah. a campus, um, you know, the idea of bullets is obviously very sensitive to everyone. <laughs> Phys- physically only, of course. So he writes this, this is verbatim. I'm going to bring a gun to your school and kill you and Kay, who was the name of one of the friends, and everybody you love. It's going to be Virginia Tech all over again. Holy shit. Virginia Tech again just happen so he's referencing something that literally is in the public consciousness minutes ago you know what i mean what is wrong with him dude straight up all that's missing from him being a batman villain is basically spelling the rest of his plan out to his girlfriend and then like building a bomb out of pumpkins (laughs) i don't i don't even know like he's when you watch him on video you will see what used to be that excitement and that nerdiness. Some is... sort of hobgoblin. No, for real. You see the unhingedness. Like, when you know that old cliche about in comic books where the villain is drawn with two different size eyes to reflect how he can't see the world in this in his normal view? That's him. That is straight up him. Um, MTV, the Dude Bro Network, naturally bitched out like pussies. No, I'm just kidding. They naturally uh, cut their, their losses with game life the moment the Boston police very necessarily arrested Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> there is not, we're not fucking around. Andrew, in that same letter, wrote, wrote, seriously, I'm just that demented. Killing people can change people's lives forever. The best is in the end when I pull the trigger on myself too. Gotham will be in flames. But it's it's... It's the kind of thing where, like, this city deserves a better classic criminal, and I'm gonna give it to them. Oh, no, the police are at my door. Never mind. And the cherry on top of this fucked up Sunday is that Andrew, to his credit, pled not guilty. Because why the fuck not? I'm the smartest host I know. I'm the smartest cameraman I know. And fuck it, I'm the smartest lawyer I know. More power to him in some ways. Um, being that smart, got himself house arrested for two years. So. As as far as I can tell, still resides in Massachusetts. Um, I did a little digging. The only thing I could find on him was a Zoom meeting profile for a company called the Price Center, but it doesn't look like he still works there. So I'm not even entirely sure what he does I mean, anymore. Should he be on the streets? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Not surprisingly, he never tried to create a new show. Probably because he would probably try to kill people at the show. The OJ show starring Andrew. <laughs> I had one called the G-hole. Now I need one called the bullet hole. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's in my head. He's like uh, Harrison Ford in Blown Away. You know, it's like 
<laughs> it's like I, I came back from the Ireland from the motherland to blow up everybody in Boston. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in my head, he's that that meme where the dude is sitting next to like an ad of two people talking and having fun, and he's like smiling with them as if he's got friends. That's <laughs> that's where like you slowly pull the camera back, and like he's like filming himself on just his fingers making a screen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I that's Andrew, man. Um, I don't know what else to say about him. He's he's still alive. He's still running around in Massachusetts. I'm hoping he's a better person. He didn't serve any hard jail time, from what I can tell. They literally took him as, mind you, you can say what you want, you know, privilege or whatnot. But I I don't know if he actually had the ability to act to kill anybody. So it probably was the reason why he got house arrest as opposed to actual like you know raiding his house and finding guns and stuff like that. You know, when you started telling me this story today, I did not, in my wildest dreams, thought it was going to go to mass shooter. I, I don't know. Maybe I should have seen it coming. I don't know. This is usually what they say. What I'm saying right now is usually what they say about actual mass shootings, though. I never thought he was going to. I never saw that as the outcome. That's because you guys weren't watching in 2006. If you told me <laughs> it would have Andrew Rosenblum shot, time no, I was in SF State at that time, so I was a college student. Very sensitive to the fact that college students can die. So I, uh, in by, by bullets in large quantities. <laughs> so like at once, and it's one of those moments where I'm like, okay. So in hindsight, when you watch it now, you see, you see the the parts of that nerdy personality that we now attribute to someone on the fringe at mm. the time you watch someone and you're laughing with them because hey i'm a huge dork i gotta be a huge dork to watch the fucking game life and you kind of relate to how goofy it all is um you watch it now with a new set of eyes and you're like oh this kid was never gonna make it because he's insane you know what i mean just completely out of his mind and he's the one who if he didn't you know threaten a school He's the dude who you might want, like, let's say he was a friend of ours. He's the guy we're worried about is one day going to shoot himself, right? He's the one who's, who's in, he's just, you're worried about he's going to hurt himself, maybe not somebody else. Well, you know, it, it, it happens. Yeah, it does, unfortunately. often than you want it to. Uh, so there was a, what was the name of the, there's another, uh, there's a YouTuber that ended up um, killing people killed his parents and then tried to shoot up a school remember what was the, i forgot his name though um but he he you know he was a he was he did anime too he yeah. was an anime he was an early YouTuber. guy too he had an anime show yeah and he ended up like killing his parents and then they caught him before he was going to go into a school trace yes anime. yes trace yeah mr anime yeah mr. murdered anime. his own family that's right so shit and he's after he's after gamer lifestyle right you know so we had a warning because he was 2012 so this is six years after game game life look at this dude and then look at this dude right it's almost the same i mean he looks physically looks more like alex but that look is him you know that look is him that look is i'm the smartest man in the world is him um to move to move on uh, David and Melissa attempted to create a new gamer show, only this time, instead of David being regulated to goon duty, he actually tried to prove the world, uh, the YouTube world wrong, uh, fading into obscurity. <laughs> but at the same time, 
I gave him all the props. There's no footage that exists of him in his show with Melissa. But if you were going to pair the two, that's who I think you would have done. You would have done David, who is a good soldier, just wants to just do something that's not, I don't know, what goons do. And then Melissa, who can actually run a show, she now has her opportunity. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work. I can't find a single episode. I didn't even know that show existed. Eventually, Melissa would follow suit. Didn't want to do any other shows after you know that brief moment of trying to make a new one. Um, I honestly legitimately felt bad for her because, I mean, she really did receive all that typical hate the community gives female gamers back then. So it's a lot of that. She doesn't really play games. She just wants to be famous thing. And it's I can understand why even somebody who has some real talent goes, fuck that. You know what I mean? And the, the, the good thing about her was she, I guess she used to be a chef or something. So I'm sure somewhere along the lines still makes her money, still is doing whatever. Right. Jeff continued to hone his craft, eventually came back into the industry. Uh, currently, he's listed as the owner of Ronin Rumble, which is a competitive fighting game tournament. And I don't, I haven't found it yet, but on his LinkedIn, it lists it being based out of Walnut Creek, California Walnut Creek. Yeah, what? I didn't even know that. And then he's a director of gaming for uh, HM Conventions in Florida. So he stayed, he basically, instead of trying to make games, trying to be a host, did the ultimate thing is just like, I'm just going to run these tournaments because they're crazy popular i'm going to conquer both coasts yeah it's 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 a rad idea that you know somewhere along the lines he ended up being smarter than everybody and then being more prolific than the two you will find a few interviews with him here and there um just about his experiences and like his observation of andrew losing his grip on reality i mean i mean somebody's gotta somebody's gotta tell the story oh, yeah right one, the of one, them, one of them has to be confident he's the one enough. the joker left alive and then last but not least was alec and as we both know he was never seen again never heard from or seen again <laughs> exactly so that's game life um i didn't like i said aside from Andrew, i hear he got really into the 60s <laughs> yeah <laughs> he got really into the 60s was never heard from again i did find somebody that matched his information uh, working in Massachusetts, where he would have been from, just a regular tech guy doing whatever he does. Who knows if he even tells anybody about game life? I know for me, I would just because of the insanity that was Andrew. But I also get why somebody would look back on those days and be like, no, nah, I'm not telling everybody I was best friends with a near mass shooter. I mean, yeah, they're probably dramatic. I wouldn't want to think about them either. At the time I was like, I could have been killed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> This man could have shot me at any time. Well, I mean, to be real with you, when you see the videos of the two of them standing together and how, like, there's just this invisible line, the, the, the thickness of a strand of hair that keeps them from deep throat kissing each other, I have a feeling there's a better ending for Alex somewhere. He, he would have been one of the killers. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, either that <laughs> or he would have been the reason Andrew never picked up a gun. You know? He would have been a story at a wedding. <laughs> So, and they would have been seen as this as heroes. I'll never, I'll never be able to thank you enough for the time and the place. I don't want to get into details. Thank <laughs> yeah, you exactly. so much. I would have been a different man. You know, <laughs> Alex would have been like Stefan from Family Matters, where he had like he'd have like a goatee and shit, <laughs> like he'd all be all buff. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's the end of game life. I, like I said, it, it's it's one of the stories that I, I wanted to touch on with you, just because it's so early. If you're gonna, if we're gonna talk about YouTube guys, especially guys that are, you know, in the realm of video games and stuff, 
they're really interesting a really interesting case because you had what could have been legitimately could have been a pretty decent uh start you know what i mean you would have looked back on them and be like oh yeah you know so and so is now on i don't know outside xbox you know uh or so and so is you know you get you might get excited seeing them around the way somebody does with the angry video game nerd they just never got yeah. there because of how insane their one like member was Wow. Yeah, insane. I, I suggest go, going back sometime, man, watching a few of those here and there. Just I would skip around for sure because they're nuts. But like when you when you go back, you'll see exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Andrew isn't very good at what he does, but he's also the best at what he does. Oh, man, it's it's so painful to look at, but um, it, but it, but it's also like fascinating. You know, super, super fascinating. I mean, oh man, I, I yeah, I, I, I'm actually kind of stoked to watch some of this. <laughs> just, just, 